you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to a special co-hosted edition of Decide to Transform. This is going to be a wonderful and a magical conversation, high energy and full of passion, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Joining me today as my co-host is my very good friend and business partner, Lisa Berry. Lisa is a longtime international radio show host and a trained certified nutritionist and life coach. She is the co-host of a couple of internet radio shows on Ohm Times Radio, Access to Angels and Grace with Noemi Grace and the Flow of Enlightenment with Master Spiritual Teacher G.P. Walsh. Lisa, welcome. It's great Yay. to have you on. Hello, hello. Wonderful to be here. <laughs> And it's wonderful to have you. And joining us as our special guest today is Brad Walsh. Now, Brad has been into photography from the age of 17. So he's a lifelong photographer. It's been a huge part of his life. And now he works as a boudoir photographer, which allows him to do exactly what he loves, which is give back to women and have power and impact in the, everyone's life through his love of photography. Brad is also the creator and host of the Empowerography podcast, and his passion and love for what he does is what truly sets him apart. He has got a lot to tell us today. Brad, welcome to Decide to Transform. Hello, Tomas. Hello, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely honored to be here. Thank you both for having me on your show. It's an honor to have you. You're most welcome. And so Brad, we've each spoken with you individually and there's so much there. And I think Lisa, you had something that you wanted to start off with here, yeah. Well, I just, I love in the beginning where, you know, if, if everybody caught that, um, that you are a boudoir photographer yes. and cause you love, I, when I, I heard the words jumped out at me as power and impact. And my first question is, when the women first, oh, it could be men too, actually. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, should, yeah I photograph couples. I photograph, if men yeah. want, want to shoot done, absolutely. Yes. So when people come to you, um, are is that what, do they already know that they want to, you know, have power and have this impact? Or is it something more of a transformation that occurs because of this experience with you? It's, it's more of a transformation that occurs. Honestly, I, I liken the process. It's funny. I liken the process, not funny, it's powerful. I liken the process to watching a caterpillar transform into a butterfly right before your very eyes. It's the most incredible thing to see, because of course, when, the, when my clients come in the door, they're, they're naturally nervous, of course, because they're going to be basically in their underwear in front of the camera, right? So um, that's, that's a big thing they're nervous about. But once, they, once we get into the shoot and um, I'm constantly showing my clients the back of the camera to show them the images we're capturing to, all, to keep them comfortable. And we're conversing throughout the whole shoot, of course. I'm letting them know how well they're doing, how amazing they look all of that stuff. So by the time I've had clients, by the time we're wrapping up the shoot, 
I say, okay, thanks very much. You did amazing. We've got enough images here. We're, we're, I think we're pretty much done here. I've had clients say to me, oh, I was just really getting into this and really enjoying this. We're done already? Like, yeah, we're done. So it's, it's really incredible to see that transformation happen right before your eyes. It's an amazing thing to see it all unfold. It's kind of like foreplay photography. And then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty incredible thing to see for sure. Yeah. Well, and Brad, I mean, I guess what listeners are probably wondering is how did you get into this specific type of photography? Well, um, the funny thing is when I, when I started out my journey in photography, I was all about photographing landscapes and architecture and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted nothing to do with photographing people. I had no interest whatsoever. And while I was building my business part-time, I was working as an audiovisual technician at an accounting firm. And I would say about three years into my job or career there, I was voluntold or tasked with the responsibility of doing the headshots for the corporate staff. And that's where my love affair began with photographing people. I just, I so much enjoyed the time, the human connection with each individual as they sat for their portraits. I could learn a bit about their story and who they are, where they come from, what they do, things like that. And, um, through photographing people that way I was introduced a couple years after that to a boudoir photographer who was based in Florida and I fell in love with her work and the genre of, of boudoir photography and because of the message behind it and what you can do in terms of giving back to women and helping them feel empowered and helping them feel beautiful and being able to show them themselves in a light that they don't normally get to see themselves in I just I fell in love with what you're able to do and I ended up mentoring with this woman and it was through that mentorship that I fell in love with boudoir photography. And it was like a light bulb moment. I just knew that that's the direction I have to take my business because of what you can give back to people, to women, to help empower them and help them feel good about themselves and instill confidence. So that's, that's where it all began. I have a, such an interesting question because, because I am a woman, I'm thinking, okay, to put myself in those shoes, you mentioned um, the caterpillar coming in and transforming to the butterfly. Mm -hmm. If I'm myself and a woman and, I, and I'm in my caterpillar state, mm -hmm. I am not picking up the phone to book the, the session <laughs> with you. So I'm just wondering how, if they're, where are they? Why do most women even originally, do they have some sense of confidence already? Or they're just, they, they, they know they can get it. Like how, how do they make they it? Wanna, they want to step outside of their comfort zone. Some of them are confident enough already. But some of them are just wanting to try something new. They want to step outside of their comfort zone. And it's something that they've always wanted to do, but haven't had the courage to as yet. Some women are celebrating milestone birthdays or anniversaries. I mean, I've, I've also had clients tell me, because what I do when a client contacts me is we go through the process. I have a process that we go through. They send me an email. I get back to them, let them know that I'd like to set up a pre-shoot consultation, which is done over the phone or video if they, if they prefer. That way, there's a bit of a relatability factor there. Um, and I have a questionnaire that I have created for each one of my potential clients. And we go through a list of questions. And one of the most important questions on that list is, why do you want to do a boudoir shoot? What, why, what's the reasoning behind it? And I've had women tell me that they want to do it for their partner, husband, wife, whatever the case may be. And I stop them right there because I tell them that, you know what, that, that's great. You want, to, you want to do this for your partner. But I think you should be doing this first and foremost for yourself. 
this is what this is about. It's for you. It's not for your partner. You do it for you, for your confidence, for the love of yourself. And yes, of course, you gift the images to your partner. Absolutely, 100%. I get it. But I want you to be doing this for you. I want you to have something to look back on 10 years from now and say, look back at those images and say, man, I was hot back then. That was amazing. It was such an incredible experience. And it's more about, honestly, it's more about the experience than the images. Of course, the images are, are a byproduct of the shoot. It's more about the experience of empowerment and empowering yourself and, and making yourself feel good about who you are and how you look and embracing your body and embracing who you are. Okay, now I'm dying to ask this. How did yeah. you get, how did you get comfortable photographing um, women? Um, well, I, when I when I was working part, uh, on my business part time, I was practicing. I was doing shoots for free um, with with potential models, women who were models, and building up my repertoire that way, and build and learning because posing is is so integral to boudoir photography. It is probably aside from lighting, the most important thing, you have to know how to properly pose a woman. Otherwise you can make them look incredibly terrible in the images. So you've got to, <laughs> yeah, you got it. You have to, you have to have your posing down. So I would, I just practiced for probably two or three years. I was doing free shoots, practicing and, and learning the art of posing and learning how to light because the lighting is also very integral to boudoir shooting as well. So I was, I was honing my craft that way. I probably two or three years I, I practiced and was doing a lot of free shoots and practicing and learning the art of boudoir that way. Yeah. The, the, so it's definitely been a process uh -huh. and it, you, uh, you mentioned that for, for the person that you're photographing, for the women that you photograph, it's more about the experience than the images. And you also mentioned that your number one question is why do you want to do this? Is there yeah. an answer that stands out the most? I mean, what's the most common answer to why someone wants to do it? You mentioned people wanting to do it for their partners. That, that is a very common answer. Um, that's probably the most common one I get. Uh, okay. um, secondarily, I would say that they want, I've heard that they want to do it for them. They're celebrating something or they okay. just want, they've always wanted to do one and they've never had the courage, but now they've finally worked up the courage to do it. So that that's probably secondarily. The, the most popular answer. Gotcha. Okay. You mentioned milestones or to say, yep. and to look back and go, wow, man, I was hot. Yeah. And so I'm in a funny situation. Sometimes I look back at pictures and go, wow, I was hot. And now I'm not. And I feel worse. And so <laughs> like, you know, so like, is there a concept there? Like some kind of thing where we were, you're trying, are they, how do they know that they're celebrating them still? Like, yes, they're beautiful. It's how they feel versus how they look because they want to hang on to that when they're 80 as well and still yeah. feel hot so to speak you know whatever they yeah. want to feel <laughs> and yeah they want to look back and i want i want them to be able to look back on these like an heirloom or a keepsake and say i was beautiful look at my body was beautiful i love my body i love who i am and i hope that they keep that with them and and, and still think of themselves that way because i mean self-love and confidence is a huge thing and it, it this starts Everything starts with self-love and self-confidence. It has to be within you. You have to work on you and build that. So 
hopefully as a boudoir shoot as well, that also helps bolster that self-love and self-confidence when they're going through the experience. And then, of course, when they look back on the images, they, they think that and feel that from the experience. Yeah. Yes. And, and Brad, I can attest having spoken with um, some women that have worked with you directly, there mm -hmm. is uh, what really impresses me is that there is such a, a deep and, and loving connection. There's, you mentioned the word integral um, mm -hmm. in a different context, but mm -hmm. there is such an integral connection there. Um, what is the most fun thing for you about boudoir photography? I love to keep keep things very relaxed and 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 easy going for my clients. Well, mm -hmm. I want to have fun. I want them to have fun. Lots of laughs. And I mean, my, my makeup artist that I work with, she's always in there helping out as well. And she's cracking jokes. And so I just want to keep everything light because like I said, when they first come in, they're very nervous and, and feeling vulnerable. I mean, like I said, they're, they're in, in their underwear standing in front of a camera. So you can only imagine how yeah. they feel, right? Yeah. So I want to keep things very loose and very happy and, mm -hmm. and flowing and just fun for them. So that's, that's what I try and do is keep that atmosphere alive for them. All right. Talking about uh, vulnerability, mm -hmm. there's one thing, you know, um, my, my mother, when she was alive, she had had many surgeries, so she had scars and she'd mm -hmm. always say, oh, wouldn't it be fun to get this one into a beautiful dragon or like, <laughs> a camouflage of sort, right? Yeah. And because she still had the scar, it wasn't let, okay, I've worked out and I have six packs, you know, six pack abs and I, you know, all these, my mm. boots all lifted. <laughs> it's, it was more about, I've had a trauma or an experience. Mm -hmm. It's there. I've gained a hundred pounds, you know, it's still there. Yeah. But this is a way like, do, do the women literally start loving or just being accepting or okay? Or do they, how do they, what is the transformation that occurs when they still have the, the, the result of a trauma or an abuse issue or surgery? I, I think, I think they start, it starts with acceptance first and then transforms into loving eventually over the course of, of the shoot over the course of time. And like I said, being able to look back on those images. I mean, I, I always tell my clients as well that I do not, I'm not heavy handed with editing. I don't believe in removing scars or anything like that because that's part of who they are. And if I change that, that's changing them. So I'm very, very light handed with editing. Really the only things I will do is remove um, blemishes and flyaway hairs. And that's about it. Otherwise I keep it very simple because I don't want to alter in any way, shape or form who they are. And scars, I mean, I always, unless a client specifically asks me to remove a scar, every, everything stays. I, I don't believe in that. I don't liquefy the body or anything like that. Unless they specifically ask, I don't because you're altering that who that person is. And that's not right. That's, I think that's against my ethics as a photographer. I can't do that. That's improper. Awesome. I think the image of liquefying the body in photoshop there's a liquify tool that you can uh, use to kind of slim areas of the body I, I don't believe in that because you're altering the body and you're okay. changing essentially that person and i don't believe in doing that mm -hmm. all right all fun terms <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we're always learning something yes. new right as, yes. as hosts so liquefying the body does not yes. mean what it sounds like <laughs> no Good. using the liquify tool in photoshop oh. i don't know even using that 
No, and, and I don't want to alter the the person, the woman's body. It's not you can't, you shouldn't be doing things like that. There are photographers out there who do that, and that's uh, fine. That's that's their shtick. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. But me, I, I always tell my clients I'm very light-handed with the editing, so so they know up front this is what you're going to get. And another thing I always ensure or drive home with my clients as well on our pre-shoot consultation, and this is probably the second most important part of that questionnaire, um, is that I let them know that. Because there's this preconceived notion around boudoir photography that you have to wear lingerie. You don't mm-hmm. have to. Lingerie is not synonymous with boudoir. You can, I tell my clients anyways, for me as a, as a photographer, you can wear whatever makes you feel beautiful, whatever makes you feel comfortable, whatever makes you feel sexy. If that so happens to be um, a ripped pair of jeans and a tank top, fine, let's do it. I don't care. You do not yeah. have to wear lingerie during a shoot. I mean, 95 to 98% of the women want to wear lingerie, but it's not a prerequisite. You don't have to. And I always okay. enforce that with my clients and let them know up front, even before they book with me, that this is not a prerequisite. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because that's the first thing that pops to most people's minds mm-hmm. for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, did you have to go, did you find that as you started doing this that you thought, ooh, um, I need some skills here. I, I might need to take some life coaching courses or support or do your own, like, or did it come naturally to you or did you have to it, get some it came, It just came naturally because yes, I mean, I've had conversations with many other boudoir photographers and they, they all agree that you end up somewhat being a coach or a therapist or whatever they, during your sessions with, with your clients. So no, I don't, I don't have any training and I would never give advice that I'm not qualified to give. I don't give advice, but I'm an ear and I'll listen if they want to talk about things that they're dealing with in their lives while we're shooting. Like I said, I like to keep things very light and, and comical and keep things laughing, keep things moving that way. Keep it just very, very light. I mean, if it so happens that things get heavy with the conversation, then yeah, we talk and I'll listen, but I don't dole it out advice that I'm not qualified to give. <laughs> that's always good that's yes. always good right with a disclaimer <laughs> yeah, yeah. i am not a licensed therapist <laughs> i'm not a licensed therapist this is not legal advice it's not mm-hmm. therapy yeah mm-hmm. I, I love that and and so then these women undergo massive transformation yeah. as a result so brad i'm curious from your own standpoint, what has been the biggest, most massive transformation for you since you've gotten involved in this? For me, um, just honestly, being part of the transformation of all of these women that I've photographed and knowing that I am an integral part in their transformation, that to me is, is an incredible thing. And I think I've learned a lot more empathy and compassion, I would say. Um, not to say that I wasn't empathetic or compassionate before, but it's just been enhanced even more so because of the line of work I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that for sure. Mm-hmm. Has that changed your relationship with women in your life, whether they be like your your family or relationships, friendships? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's helped with my relationships. Yeah, I would say so. It's just that more compassion and empathy towards um women and i mean i was i was brought up by women and raised around women and of course my wife and my daughters i'm the only male in the house aside from my two dogs so (laughs) i've been around women always i mean that's just the way it's been i I was raised by my mom and my grandmother helped out a bit a lot 
when I was a kid growing up. So I've always been around women. So these values and um, respect and all were instilled in me from a kid because of being raised by my mom and my grandmother. So it's always been there. But yeah, I, th I think it's just enhanced things being in this line of work. When, when a woman, what, okay. So when you, when you witness a woman who go through these, this transformation, mm -hmm. what would you say she's now capable of doing or how she's able to present herself to the world and be there for anyone in her life differently than, than before doing this, this session with you? I think that there's an air of confidence about them when they're leaving the studio, when they've walked out and they, they feel empowered, they feel strong, they feel beautiful and all of that adds to their confidence. So I think it's a lot of it is to do with confidence and, and like themselves. after they bungee jumped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're bouncing out of the studio. Yeah. They're, they're more confident. I would say that's probably the biggest thing. They walk out feeling more confident and good about who they are. Mm -hmm. yeah confidence mm -hmm. that's one of our the number one holdbacks i think that people just they're they're lacking confidence they're lacking self well can you dive deeper into confidence into all those beautiful words of self-worth and self-love and self mm -hmm. <laughs> like when because you really are witnessing a deeper thing than we are we're, we're witnessing a woman wow you know here's the before here's the after wow she's more confident but what does that mean they, I think it's more about confidence in themselves and, and their, and who they are as women, um, loving their bodies more. That's, that's a huge thing is them loving their body and being comfortable in their own skin. This, this process, this experience helps them feel more comfortable in their own skin and love their bodies more and feel good about who they are as women. These, these are the three biggest pillars I would say that, uh, that shift and change and transform for sure. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know, you've you've mentioned this um, that you were surrounded by women growing up, and I can relate to that. I was too, actually. I was essentially raised by my mother and um, lived with the, my younger sister, and um, you know, most of the time in my life, I've been surrounded by women friends, um, yeah, business partners, business mm -hmm. associates. Um, how is it right here? The case in point right here. Yeah, exactly. And but no Lisa. surprise. <laughs> There's Lisa. Yes, yeah. yeah. exactly. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a theme. So, you know, in this particular line of work, I'm curious, and I know listeners are curious, how has it been for you to be a man in this line of work? You know, what is that like? And, you know, honestly, it hasn't been what I thought it would be because I had the preconceived notion that a lot of women probably wouldn't want to shoot a session with a man. But I have honestly, as far as I know, and as far as my knowledge goes, I've not had anyone um, say, no, I'm not going to shoot with you because you're a man. Like okay. any inquiries have, that have come through, I've not had one client or one potential client say, you know what, I don't feel comfortable because you're a man. I think, I honestly find that with, a lot of the client, I, a lot of my clients, I think they're more comfortable shooting with a man than they are with a woman. Okay. And because I have this rapport with them, like the, the relationship starts right from when they contact me through email. And then we get on the phone call and have the conversation. The conversation is usually anywhere about from 20 minutes to 45 minutes where we do the pre-shoot consultation and we're talking. And okay. I also let them know that 
any time between now and when we do your shoot, please feel free to reach out if you got any questions, you want to ask me anything, you want to know anything about what's going on with the shooter, you have any questions related, please feel free to contact me anytime. I always have that open door so that they know they can contact me and build that rapport and build that comfortability factor with my potential clients and clients. I think that's very important. There's actually, I can feel how that would be very different because I'm wondering, just me, mm -hmm. just me yeah. um, because for me to be comfortable with my body in front of another woman, I'd be like, so what? She's got the same things, right? Like we're all good. <laughs> so I'm look, but if to be comfortable and confident in front of a man to do that, then I would think that that, that would be a, a, a different step um, for confidence and, and feeling beautiful. Cause if another woman tells me I'm beautiful, I'm like, I would just tell, like, I just think all women are beautiful. So I'm going to think that all women are going to tell me I'm beautiful, but to hear it from a, from a man and you're in the situation, a person who's looking really, like really close and zooming yes. in and yeah. they, like, don't look at that area, but, you know, like, but, but then you're offering kindness around yeah. acceptance around it and beauty and you're celebrating with mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just wondering if you, if you're allowed to, I don't know. I'm just going to ask this. Um, is there a situation where you remember where you really weren't quite sure if, if a woman was going to be able to, because there was deep trauma around why she was doing that, or maybe that she thought she was coming in. It was really quite casual and fun, but then ah, the, like trauma's coming up because, mm. because of being in that situation, unexpected memories or something. No, no, I haven't. I personally have not experienced any of that in my sessions that I've had since I've been shooting. Another thing that I do um, talk about with my clients as well um, before the shoot is two questions. I ask them, first of all, is there any, what part of your body? So two questions, what part of your body do you love the most? And the reason behind that, of course, is so that we know which area to focus on more so than the others when we're shooting. Secondly, I ask them, which body, which part of your body do you dislike or is there any part, sorry, is there any body part of your body that you dislike? And if they say yes, then we obviously shift the focus away from that. And we don't focus on that at all during the shoot. Okay. Yeah, uh, that, that seems, um, seems like a really wonderful practice as far as, mm -hmm. as establishing rapport and trust. Because yeah. those are the words that just keep coming up for, for me is it's, a, it's an ongoing relationship with rapport and trust. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, trust is paramount. That That is the most important thing in all of this is trust. You have to have a trust relationship with your client for sure. Because like I said, again, this goes back to the vulnerability of standing in your underwear before the camera and before a stranger with most cases, right? I mean, I have photographed friends as well, but okay. most of my clients are strangers. So you're getting basically almost naked in front of a stranger. So there has to be that trust there for sure. That's paramount. That is the key and most important thing. There has to be a trust between the photographer and the client. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking you built this kick-ass questionnaire. My God, it's like, <laughs> like this questionnaire, like the way that, the way each question is thought about um, mm -hmm. and worded. It, and it's very supportive. And um, now I'm wondering what, what other questions are on it, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it's almost like a workbook. It seems like it's like the boudoir workbook. Like I, I you know, honestly, there's only about 15 questions. Um, some other questions on there are, I asked them what, what they do for a living. I'd like to know. I'd like to get to know what they do for a living. Um, 
what what type of music that they like to listen to because we always have music playing during the shoots as well so if they have a favorite type of music let's play the music that you love um what are your favorite colors um do you have any allergies to makeup oh yes Um, yeah that'd be awful (laughs) break out in hives (laughs) when was the last time you had your portrait taken not necessarily a boudoir shoot, but when was the last time you had a professional picture, a picture taken? Things like that. So those are some more of the questions. Those are great questions. Well, like, thank you. Just like, how, how long is a session, a shoot? Um, to, well, I block the studio time out for three hours. They usually get the first hour when they arrive is usually focused on um, hair and makeup. And then, of course, we go through the outfits. And that's another thing I tell them in the, in the pre-shoot consultation is, bring as many outfits as you possibly can because it's better to have more to choose from than not enough and we can mix and match and so um then we spend so hair and makeup is roughly 40 45 minutes maybe an hour at the most then we go through the outfits pick the outfits out that we want to shoot with and then the shoot itself is probably about an hour and a half 90 minutes yeah wow yeah well, yeah, I had no idea it was uh, that long and mm-hmm. intensive a process. So this brings up a question because sure. we're still in the midst of a pandemic and yeah. there's not a lot of, uh, of in-person activity going on here. No. Now, how, um, how have you shifted this focus? I think this is a, a great time to talk about what you're up to as a result of the situation, the global situation we find ourselves in yeah yeah um i'm not photographing at all i think trying to remember the last time i had a shoot i think it was back in probably because the bands weren't so strict back in october i think it was around here anyways i think that was probably my last shoot was sometime in september october um but at the beginning of the pandemic when i absolutely could not shoot back last march april um I shifted because I had to, because I couldn't shoot anymore. I couldn't use my creative brain. And, you know, I thought, and I heard so many people sitting around complaining about the fact that they're stuck at home and this isn't fair and this is not right. And I can't do this and I can't do that. And it was very, very negative. And I just thought, you know what? I don't want any part of that negativity. I I want nothing to do with that. So I thought I'm going to take this time that every single one of us human beings here on earth have been given right now and flip it and use this to create something good and positive out of this so there came the empowerography podcast the podcast was born out of covid all right Um, so that's that's what i've been working on in the past almost a year now coming up to a year it'll be okay so empowerography will be a year old in a month Love this. All right. And yeah, and tell, uh, tell us, um, actually, first of all, quick, um, quick clarification, you're in Ontario, correct? For the yeah, listeners, in Ontario, right? Yeah. In Toronto. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about the Empowerography podcast. Okay. Um, well, like I said, it was born out of COVID. Um, I just, I wanted to do something to give back to women and further my mission of empowering women that I was on with the photography. And I thought, you know, I've got to do something else. What else can I do? And I thought, let's, let's, I'm going to create a podcast, but I want to differentiate my podcast from everyone else's that's out there because everybody and their dog has a podcast nowadays. <laughs> I wanted to make mine a little bit different where I decided that the focus of the podcast would be solely on women, women who work in the entrepreneurial space, women who work in the 
corporate world or women that have a story that just want to tell it and get it out there. Um, and because I come from a corporate background, women, I, I witnessed firsthand how women were treated in that world in terms of not getting equal pay for doing the same jobs as their male counterparts or uh, not enough women in C-suite level positions in these corporations. And it just boggled my mind and still does to this day that we're stuck in this 1940s old boys club mentality where women aren't at an equal status with men. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. So my hope when I, for the podcast, when I started is that it can be a spoke in the wheel of change for that attitude. And we can shift that mindset and, and start moving in the right direction. Okay. I love it. And where can people listen to this show? Uh, they can go to um, Spotify, Apple, um it's on my it's hosted on my website my photography website um www.visuphoria.ca v-i-s-u-p-h-o-r-i-a.ca and there's an empowerography podcast tab on the website there and you can listen to it there as well but it's on all the platforms that that host podcasts so apple stitcher um spotify all yeah. of those there yeah. yeah, beautiful. All right. Yeah, same as this show, for sure. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. Now, you've yes. been recording quite a bit lately, yes. uh, you were telling me. So, yeah. 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 I've, I've been um, recording anywhere from six to 15 episodes a week. Oh, wow. Um, for the month of February, I decided that because I had such a backlog of content that I would publish one episode a, uh, a day for the month of February, whereas normally, typically I publish three episodes a week, I decided I was going to put out five a week for the month of February. Okay. When somebody uh, tunes in to listen to one of the episodes, what are they hearing? What are they going to get out? Like, you can't tell what they're going to get out of it, but why Why are they tuning in? What's the call? To hear these, these incredibly inspirational women's stories of adversity, struggles, challenges that they've had along their way and their journey to where they are. I would say 98% of the women, if not 99% of the women on the podcast are entrepreneurs. So it's all about their journey to where they are today. And then of course, on the backside of that, they learn a bit about the woman behind the entrepreneur because I focus. So what the process is for me is I create a list of questions for my, my, my podcast guests. And the first half of the questions are usually geared towards what they do as entrepreneurs, what their, what their product is, what their job is, what they're selling, whatever it is they're doing and their story to get to where they are today. And then the second half is focused more on the personal side of things, because I find that women get um, defined by their roles as a mother, as a wife, as their job, whatever the case is. And I want to help eradicate that definition about around women so I focus the second half of the questions in the interview on the personal side of things. So questions like, um, can you share an instance that's occurred in your life that you feel provides insight to your character or what was a turning point in your life and how did it affect you? Things like that. I want them to know that there's a woman behind the entrepreneur, a woman behind the business that they're running. Like getting to know someone like a friend. Like yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, uh, that, that's... That's a very, very good way of putting it, Lisa. Yeah, it's getting to know someone like a friend. Well, I tell them, I tell it because I get a lot of the the guests. We I always do a call beforehand as well. Mm -hmm. I think that's important for this process. 
as it's, I liken it to the photography, a call to get to know each other a little bit. And I mm -hmm. want to hear a bit about their story. I want to tell them about my why and my story. And I've had guests tell me that they're really nervous. And so I try and calm their nerves by saying, you know what, honestly, just look at this as two friends sitting up, sitting down, chatting over a coffee or over a drink or over a meal. We're just, we're friends just talking, just look at it that way. It's very laid back. I'm a very laid back guy. Just, just look at it that way. We're just friends chatting over a drink. That's all. Yes. Yeah. And then so that's the show. We're just yeah. friends chatting over a drink. That's right. Um, and mine's a double. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just saying for the listener. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you're drinking. Yes, that's right. Mine's mocktail, cocktail, whatever, a yeah. beer, whatever it is. It could be a glass of water. Make sure. It double. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love this. So, Brad, also, you have got a, an online, a very special online event coming up that I wanted to call some attention to here called Empowerography Live. Would you say mm -hmm. some more about this? Sure. Yeah. Um, so my ultimate goal, I'll start out by saying that my ultimate goal for this platform for Empowerography is to turn this platform into an in-person women's empowerment conference that travels around North America, around the world. That's, that's my ultimate goal for it. That's where I see it going. So, I mean, obviously in the current climate we're in, no one's doing in-person events. And I think that my following my community isn't at the point where we can take it to that level right now anyway so I figured let's start with the online space so I decided um, with my friend Cecilia Tement that we would create um, an online conference and host it on Monday March 8th International Women's Day what better day than that day to host it um, so I began reaching out to women that I've had on the show as guests because I have such a huge pool of resources there. Some incredibly, all of them, I shouldn't say some, all of them are just incredibly inspirational women. So I figured why not pull from that pool of resources mm -hmm. to find my speakers for the conference. So we lined up 24 speakers. Um, we've got five, we've organized these 24 women into five panels. Each panel has a different topic of discussion. Um, and so this is going to be an all day event from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The five panels will be scattered throughout the day. We've got a keynote speaker speaking, Joan Kelly Walker. Um, she's going to be speaking as, the, as our keynote. Um, and we've got contests. We've, we've had some amazing sponsors that have donated some incredible gifts to the conference that we're giving away. We're hosting contests leading up to the conference. Um, so we've been, we've been, posting all about the contest and, and things like that. And for the last hour of the conference from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., what we're gonna do, we decided we would have a virtual happy hour. So you can bring your cocktail, your mocktail, your beer, your coffee, your water, whatever you wanna bring. And we are gonna have breakout rooms set up on Zoom where these women who attend the conference and hopefully some of the speakers as well, will pop into the virtual meeting rooms, breakout rooms, and they can network with each other and connect okay. and talk and get to uh, know each other. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And, and where can people find out more information about this? How can they enter the contest? <laughs> <laughs> just follow, just follow my, my Empowerography <laughs> podcast Instagram page. Oh. I'm posting, we're posting about the contest probably two or three times a week there. So um, I just posted about the contest last night. Um, and there's a few other posts in there about it. So um, 
they have to all the information that they need to enter the contest is in the post um and they can they can find out more about the conference if they go to https semicolon or colon sorry forward slash uh, empowerography podcast dot square dot site and you can buy the tickets there tickets are only 20 bucks canadian so 15 bucks american that's nothing that's a drop in the bucket no problem um 20 bucks for a ticket and it gets you access to the entire day wow it's going to be an amazingly inspirational incredible day i'm so excited to to be co-hosting it with cecilia tement she is an incredible incredible human being you both know her yes Um, Yes. yeah she's she's incredible she's a beautiful soul and i'm really looking forward to uh co-hosting the event with her we're gonna have a lot of fun it'll be a blast it'll be a great wonderful day full of inspiration knowledge everything these these 24 women are just going to blow the doors off of everything their their knowledge their wisdom their their inspiration they're just all incredible women so i'm really looking forward to it yeah it sounds like a, a, a really wonderful and an amazing amazing event and a great yeah time. It, i'm i'm hoping it should be i mean with these women how can you go wrong with this <laughs> many incredible women you can't go wrong so yeah it should be amazing yes most definitely and then so people can purchase tickets again yes. just to re- repeat the um, the website at https colon like Two slashes, right? Yep, yep. Empowerographypodcast.square.site. Correct. Yes. Correct. And they can reach, um, they can find out more information on your Instagram page. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Empower, yeah. Empowerography Podcast. Yep. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Brad, this has been a great deal of fun. And Lisa and I have enjoyed ourselves here. And I knew that we would. I've learned a great deal. And I'm so happy that you are organizing this event and that you have the podcast because it's just, it's a beautiful thing for people to be able to have a voice and to have a a safe space to express that. So we both want to thank you on behalf of women everywhere uh, for doing your work with the love and passion that you bring to it. So that's a a wonderful thing to see. Yes. And thank you for helping women feel more comfortable, confident, and capable of stepping out into the power that they, they already have. Thank you. It, it's honestly, it's my pleasure, my honor. I, I love with all of my heart, everything that I do with the podcast, with the photography. I honestly, in the last year, wholeheartedly believe that I've finally found my purpose and my mission in life with the podcast platform and the photography business. And that is to elevate and amplify women's voices and empower them, help them feel empowered. It, this is this is why I'm here and I know this is why I'm here and I just love that I'm able to do this and give back I mean you think about the millions of people who go through life and never find their purpose or their passion in life and for me to have found my purpose and passion in life first and foremost but secondarily that what I do and what my purpose and passion is is to give back and impact people there is no better feeling in the world it's the most incredible thing to be able to do and give back that way so I'm I'm over the moon happy with with what I'm doing and I just love every bit of it. I love it. I love it. And would you like to add anything else here before we wrap up? Um, you can check out my photography work at www.visuphoria v i s u p h o r i a.ca. And if you're interested in headshots or a boudoir shoot, 
feel free to reach out. There's a form on my website, fill it out, send it over, and we'll get on a chat on the phone or a video and we'll get you booked in for your session when I can finally shoot here in Canada. And one day. Away with the podcast. I love it. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's interested out there that's listening that, that would like to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to reach out. You can send me an email at empowerographypodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And, and you've, you've been recording quite a bit. So yes. I'm, I'm certain that you're on the lookout for all kinds yes, of guests. Always looking for new guests. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. All right. Well, wonderful, Brad. This has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show today. Honestly, the pleasure and honor has been all mine, Tomas. And Lisa, thank you both so much. You're such incredibly gracious hosts. I've enjoyed chatting with you and it's been a blast. Thank you so much for giving me this platform to share my story and what I do. I appreciate you both. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's our pleasure. And everybody be sure to check out Brad's photography, viseuphoria.ca. Check him out on Instagram and buy your tickets for the Empowerography online event on March the 8th. Yes. Brad, this has been Decide to Transform. And Brad, thank you again. Everybody have a great rest of your day here. Thank you for Thank tuning in. Thanks Bye. very much, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>